0: Fit Stars podcast. I'm Shannon Curtis.
1: And I'm Jamie Hill. Hello, listeners. Hi, Shannon. <laughs> Hi.
0: Jamie was like doing cheerleader motions just now. That's behind right. Behind the scenes uh, visual for you there.
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh I, do, I wasn't doing it with my mouth, but I was pumping both fists in the air to cheer Shannon on as she started off the podcast. Because, man, we're low energy people, frankly, and anything that we can do to like help boost each other, lift each other up, and we have to actually mm-hmm. pretend like we have energy, mm-hmm. it's good to do.
0: We're going to pretend real hard. Hell yeah.
1: We are going to give you the most cheerful version of ourselves for the next 57 to 71 minutes, mm-hmm. and then we're going to collapse mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of collapsing this week. Yeah. So uh, later on in this episode, we're going to be... Be talking about before/slash after
0: the new song, the new song, the last song from the 2020 (sighs) 101 project. Wow, it's done, it's done, people. This is why we are in collapsing mode. Yeah,
1: (laughs) we are doing like a really long exhale right now,
0: totally. But we're gonna talk all about this song, which I'm excited for, and we're gonna play it for you, and it's gonna be great.
1: New song is rad. Mm -hmm. Uh, people first, Misfit Stars is how our people support the work that we do. So, do you want to support our work? (gasps) Do Do you? It would be great if you did. It would. For those of you, first of all, who already are, thank you. Mm-hmm. For those of you who aren't, misfitstars.com slash support. It's a small recurring monthly kind of situation. I'm sure there's someone listening right now who loves loves the podcast, mm-hmm. loves our work that we do in the world, mm-hmm. loves the fact that we raise money for people with cancer, loves the fact that we mentor other artists, loves the fact that we support other creatives... You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. surely there's something in there. Hopefully there's something in there that you love. If you're just listening to this podcast every week because you don't like us, <laughs> like, I get that. And you should
0: evaluate that, maybe. Yeah,
1: you could have, you, you could really be spending your time in more productive and better ways.
0: Yeah, but if if you fall into the category of appreciating one of those things that Jamie just listed, you maybe would consider becoming a supporter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Why not? Thanks for doing that. Yeah, Thanks Th- for
0: thanks for considering that. Thanks for
1: just considering, you know what I mean? We don't need a firm commitment right now, but just... Would you be willing to consider it? But if, if you do feel like making a commitment, misfitstars.com slash support. Uh, there you huh, go. Yeah. Uh,
0: and you get to just name your own like monthly support amount. You can just choose whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, it's really great. It's really simple. You could do $1,000. No one's done that yet, <laughs> but you could be the first. You know what? Frankly, that would be awesome. It would be really cool. I'm sure that someone yeah. listening to our podcast is rich. <laughs> Maybe do we attract rich listeners? I don't know. Also,
0: that's probably not going to happen. And probably that's not. okay because yeah. uh, we have a small army of people who do support at smaller dollar amounts. And that's what ma- that's what matters.
1: That's kind of what I was getting yeah. at. That, that's sort of how we do what we do. We don't ask one person to give a thousand bucks. Right. We ask a whole ton of people to do like five or 10. Mm-hmm. Some of them do 20. That's right. Some wild and crazy people even do 31. <laughs> we have a buck a day thing and some people do that. It's crazy behavior. I
0: love the bucket day. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, right thank you. Missfitstars.com
1: yes. slash support. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any announcements, sweetheart?
0: Announcements, announcements, announcements. Yes. Oh, you broke it up. I did. That was mm-hmm. nice. Thank you. Just, uh, I have one announcement and that is that our June Misfit Stars Zoom meetup is this Sunday from 3 p.m. Pacific. To six PM Pacific. That's six PM Eastern to
1: nine PM Eastern. How civilized! We did it earlier to make it easier for East Coasters.
0: Yeah, we on the week when we do when the Zoom meetups land on a Sunday, mm-hmm. we tend to do that just because it makes it
1: you know easier
0: for folks nice. across multiple time zones. So yeah, this is one of the things. If you are a member of Misfit Stars, if you're a supporting member, if you have if you are one of those people who has gone to misfitstars.com slash support mm-hmm. and you have uh, given your monthly support to this enterprise, then you are invited to join our monthly Zoom meetup. And uh, this is for our stars only.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's great. It's one of my favorite things that we do every month. I, like we're, we're on the call for three hours and it goes like that. Yeah. And we just, just always have great conversation with wonderful. each
1: other. There's frequently a two-year-old.
0: <laughs> There's awesome. <laughs> That's right. She's, she'll be two later this summer uh, uh, joining with her mom. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful time. Uh, it just feels like a nice hangout with friends. Yeah. And it's really lovely.
1: And everyone's getting to know each other and trust each other increasingly more mm-hmm. each month because we've been doing this for a long time now, six, seven months, something like mm-hmm. that. And so people are really getting a really solid comfort level with one another which means that people are willing to just be more easy breezy like not as reserved like there's more like bantering and joking and a little bit of shit talking but then there's also a willingness to be like super honest and deep about Mm. stuff knowing that you won't be judged Yeah, and it's just a wonderful dynamic I love it so much Yeah,
0: and I think we've had like a new uh, at least a new person each month that hasn't been to one of these before and Obviously, we love new people showing up, and uh, and whoever is there is always very welcoming, and it's great. So, uh, Zoom meetup this Sunday. If you are in Misfit Stars, uh, you'll find the link to the Zoom in the Misfit Stars social network, our private social network for our Misfit Stars only. Mm-hmm. We'll also be sending out an email uh, this week to our Misfit Stars transmissions list, and you'll get the the, the link in that email. How
1: very exciting! There you go. Uh, and I have one announcement, which is that we are collecting people's stories still for the 2020 101 Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're focusing right now on the final song and the final song's theme. And the theme of the final song is, if you have a story to share about realizing in 2020 that you needed to make a radical personal transformation, please email that to me mm-hmm. at jamie at misfitstars.com. That's mm-hmm. J-A-M-I-E at misfitstars.com. This shockingly mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. is the single biggest and most common thing that people shared about their experience of 2020 was realizing that they needed to make a radical personal transformation
0: like in the notes that I collected yes, yes it was i i i was shocked and surprised by that as well when i and we'll talk about this more in the second half of today's episode about how this theme emerged but yeah it was a very common theme for folks that there was on some in some area of their life on some level where in 2020, and the events of 2020 sort of conspired to uh, get them to a place of of realization that they needed to make a big change in some area of their life. It was pretty interesting. So so if you have a story like that, if like, yeah, that sounds like me, uh, then we would love to have your story. Just email it to Jamie, at jamie, jamie at misfitstars.com. Yeah. We'll add it to this, the twenty twenty one hundred one Story Archive, which is just a beautiful, amazing <laughs> collection of stories and people's experiences from 2020. Um, yeah, it's
1: really neat. And this is going to be a really great sort of period at the end of that collection. Yeah, uh, you can write 5,000 words if you want, people. Like, literally, if you want to go absolutely ham and really write something intense, do that. Also, you could send 10 words. That's right. We have literally both ends of that mm-hmm. spectrum already represented in our story archive. Yeah. So I just really want you to know it's wide open. But you know, if you're like, oh, I'm not much of a writer, don't feel intimidated. If if you did have this experience and you don't have much more to say than I realized I needed to change X. Yeah. Just let me know that. Yeah. That's what eight words. Just just tell me. No yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. Just we want your experience represented because the power of these this story archive and sharing our stories with one another is when someone else sees their story in something you wrote, mm-hmm. that's when they feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift that you could be giving to somebody else mm-hmm. by just at least raising your hand and saying, yeah, I had that experience. Yeah. So, you know, do it. Also, if you want to go nuts, go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how are you feeling, sweetheart?
0: Oh boy. I I feel good. Like you said earlier, we're in the middle of a big long exhale Um I feel so grateful that the last number of days now, since the the last song of the 2020 101 project came out and the fundraiser that we were doing ended, um, and we'll we'll sum up the fundraiser here in a minute when we talk about what our experience has been this last week, but those two things coming to an end um, meant that we had free time for the first time, unscheduled time, time that... We weren't accountable to do anything <laughs> at any particular time. And I've been so grateful for that over these last several days. Yeah. Um, just, it's been really, really good for my spirit to just be able to follow my whims. And, um, and, and, and I've, I've started to feel this really interesting thing happen as, as I'm feeling my body and my mind sort of entering Rest like I'm not rested yet. No, not even, probably not even close, you know, no. but like, like I'm getting, I'm like easing into that pool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I am experiencing is this thing that I don't think I've experienced for maybe months now, and that is my mind will wander sometimes and like wonder about stuff or like have new ideas or be excited about new thoughts. Like mm-hmm. there hasn't been space yeah. in my mind for that because my, I've had such an intense schedule to keep and like yeah. I've had to I've had to focus my thoughts so intently on the projects that we had, you know, at hand that having just some unstructured time over the last even the last couple of days I've started to feel my mind kind of like opening to new things, which is really kind of fun and exciting. I've you been know?
1: having a similar experience. Like I've been starting to get to the point where I might be ready to open a book Right. And I, the progression for me is like reading stuff on my phone to reading stuff in like magazines uh-huh. to reading a book. Yeah. And it's just a question of how, of the density of it, right? Yeah. Like reading stuff on your phone is typically bite sized, kind of small. You can kind of discard it. It's really sort yes. of transient. Uh-huh. And that's all I had space for for months because of the intensity yeah. of the project we were working on. Even just in the few days since we finished our stuff, I have been able to start reading like tape up. It's, it's a magazine. Like, for, it's a music production magazine yeah. that I get, you know? And it has more like long form interviews with like other engineer mm-hmm. producers and it's wonderful, but like I didn't even have space for that. Right. But now I do. And I'm already starting to get this glimmering of an idea that like maybe, not mm-hmm. now, but maybe in like three to seven days, I could pick up a novel mm-hmm. and like really immerse myself in that. Yeah. I'm almost ready for other people's stories. Yeah. I think part of it for me is that like, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess maybe we'll segue into how I'm feeling. Yeah, great. (laughs) I I, I appear to be. Yeah,
0: it's fine. It's really great. Yeah, I've I've said what I need to say about that.
1: Yeah. Um, So first of all, feeling good for the same reasons you are, but also uh, realizing retrospectively that I had to to hold so much space for other people and their stories over this last like three or so months. So like, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of the reason why everything was like just crowded out for me. Mm -hmm. Everything else. Like all I could really think about was just like this project, our people, their stories. Yep. That's it.
0: Yep. Totally. I'm with you on that, too. Yeah. Totally feel that that same wavelength.
1: Yeah, but on the merits, I'm doing good. Uh, I feel cheerful. I feel relaxed. Mm. Uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Good. And That's the story. great. I love
0: it. I love it. Well, we should fire up the good news machine, then.
1: Heck, yeah. What do you have? Oh, man, I've got a good one. Okay. So, Democrats in the Texas legislature prevented the Republicans' radical voter suppression bill from coming to a vote last night oh
0: that's amazing and
1: it's a big deal Uh, how did
0: they do that?
1: they did that because they're in the minority right? they did that by leaving the building and (laughs) preventing there from being a quorum a quorum Mm -hmm. is like depending on the rules of the legislature that you're talking about and everyone is different Mm -hmm. but for the Texas legislature as with a lot of legislatures you have to have what's called a quorum to have a vote count
0: which means like a minimum number of people there's got to be a minimum
1: number of people present Uh, it's usually a percentage basis like there has to be two thirds present for a vote to count or it's 50 okay. or whatever it, it, the percentage varies but it's something like that and you know? each
0: body has their own rules around that yeah like each okay got
1: yeah. it mm-hmm. and so uh, for the Texas legislature they have a certain number of people that have to be present for there to be a vote that can like even happen mm-hmm. and so the Democrats just left the building they literally they didn't go to the chamber they didn't go to like some other place they, mm-hmm. they left the building
0: to prevent a vote from happening, yeah, because the, the the bill that was up for a vote is a voter suppression bill. Like it's 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 aimed at making it harder for people to vote. Right? Oh yeah, like in some pretty drastic ways.
1: It was a radical radical bill. Uh, Texas already has some of the most uh, restrictive voting laws in the nation anyway. Mm-hmm. They're one of the places that really doesn't like it when people vote. <laughs> I mean, it's common in the yeah. South and Texas, make the mistake, is the South, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like spiritually, as far as all that stuff goes. Uh and yeah, they... Uh, so what was
0: this bill going to be doing that was even more restrictive than their laws are? I mean, are? people
1: can look it up online. I don't okay. need to get into that. Okay,
0: I just didn't know if you knew off the top of your head. No,
1: it was a bunch of garbage stuff. Like it was eliminating overnight voting. It was eliminating uh, drive-through voting. Mm-hmm. Both, of, both of those were just laser targeted at black and brown communities in Harris County. That's the county that uh, houses Houston mm-hmm. because like those are the things in the pandemic that dramatically increased, increased. turnout. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Uh,
0: like overnight voting makes it easier for people Who are working shifts, like who have to sleep during the day in order to work a like a swing shift job? They can like pop over to vote after work at you
1: know one in the morning or whatever. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's it's so it's so valuable to have that kind of stuff because like minorities and poor people are the people, and and minorities typically are poor people in our country because that's how things work here. Those are the people who typically have like the worst possible jobs, Mm -hmm. right? Like the jobs where you have to go in at 6 and work right. until 3 a.m. or right. go in at 10 and work until 7 a.m. or whatever was, it is.
0: I was reading somewhere also that this bill was going to be removing polling places yep. from heavily Democratic areas. Oh, yeah, that's just and the standard stuff that happens in all these bills. And increasing polling places in t- traditionally Republican voting areas. Yeah, it's just right. It's just blatant yeah. cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so is this the walkout that prevented the b- the bill from being voted on is stopping the bill? Like, does the bill die now? Well, like, what happens? Yeah, so
1: the end of this legislative session was yesterday. Oh. Uh, like they, they had to get this bill passed by midnight, like by 11.59 p.m. yesterday. Central time because the legislative session ended, uh, which means that now uh, like they could bring it up in the next legislative session, which starts in the fall. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I mean, Governor Abbott or the legislature could call a special legislative session mm-hmm. just to deal with this bill. Mm-hmm. They would probably have to modify the rules, mm. uh, which is something that we've seen Republicans do even at the federal level. Like right. how Mitch McConnell just changes the rules when he wants to accomplish something. Yeah, They could do that. Yeah, That would be something. They could do, uh, but for now it's dead in the water, and it drew a ton of attention to it. And it was also super embarrassing for the people who were trying to ram this thing through because Mm -hmm. this thing wasn't like widely popular or anything like that, right? You know, like voter suppression bills, generally speaking, are not well popular
0: because the reason that they're trying to enact voter suppression bills, the reason to suppress the vote is because you have policies that are not widely popular. Yes. If you can't win on your popular policies, then you have to reduce the number of people who can vote yes. so that you can maintain power even though you have a minority of support. Yes. <clears throat> it makes me so mad. You know, I think that one of the good news bits about this is just like, it's, in a, it's a great example of the kind of fighting spirit that That's we it. need for... That we need for the Democratic Party to That's be showing right now. Exactly, I, what I was going to say. And I'm not lifting up the the Democratic Party as being like full of saints, right? Like I'm not a Democratic Party worshipper. No. But right now in this country, we have two parties, and only one of them is dealing in reality.
1: The and other one is only one is interested in democracy, and
0: only one is in, is interested in democracy, and that happens to be the, de- the Democratic Party. But what I love to see in this example that you that you brought up in Texas, this is the kind of like. This is the kind of appropriate, uh, drastic response.
1: Yeah, bare-knuckle politics.
0: To a party that's trying to tear down democracy itself. Yes. Like, this is the kind of like, okay, this is the moment. What what are all the tools in our tool belt to to keep them from being able to turn the United States of America into a minority party authoritarian state?
1: Yeah. That's what we're facing. And, like, permanently so. And we can't overstate this enough people like if drastic change doesn't happen in the next i don't know about 12 months Mm -hmm. the 2022 election and the 2024 election will have predetermined outcomes Mm -hmm. by the end of which there will not anymore be the chance for democrats to have any substantive power right that's it period right period it sounds dramatic but it's like really actually true. Well,
0: I mean and because there are some states that like the like Georgia for instance, uh, you know, the the Georgia in Georgia, the presidential election in 2020 went for Joe Biden by a narrow margin, Very right? Nice. And one of the people that 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 held the line for actually seeing those election results through to their legal and just end was a, it there was the Republican Secretary of State. Remember him from Georgia. From Georgia, Brad yeah. Raffensperger. Yeah, he he did not kowtow. Is that the right word? It could
1: be. Depends yeah. on what the rest of the sentence is. He does is. not.
0: He did not bow before the throne of Trump and say, "Oh yes, I'm going to go find you the votes that you want so that we can quote unquote make you the winner of yeah. Georgia." Right? He didn't. He didn't bow to the pressure. Yeah. Of of that part of the Republican Party that was wanting him to exert his his influence and use his power to change the results of the fair and free election that happened there. In response to that, the Republicans in the Georgia legislature have removed some powers from the Secretary of State.
1: Specifically, the power to certify the election. Right. That's so, a power that he previously had and that he exercised. Because right. he looked at it and he saw accurately that it was a free, fair, and just election. After
0: it had been audited multiple yeah. times by election officials. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so he certified it. And now the power to certify has been taken away from the Secretary of State and put into a political body.
0: So, So that next time around... 2022, here we come, next election for representatives in the House and senators. If if the Republicans don't like the results of the election, well, then now they're going to have a chance to just make the result what they want.
1: Yeah, they could literally do that. How insane is that? They could literally (laughs) say, no, we refuse, as is our right, to certify the results of this election and instead hear the results. They've given
0: themselves that right. This is like fucking Russia. It is, it is. It's absolutely, those countries that you hear about where they say they're having a democratic election. Like how
1: Bashar al-Assad just won re-election with 92% of the vote. Right. Oh, really? The guy in Belarus too, right?
0: Like he says he won with this landslide vote. Well, no, like the majority of the country does. not support him
1: but this is how that happens people like that this is literally how that happens you get a group of people uh uh, always in the minority it's always a minority group that does this because it's
0: the only way they can maintain power
1: yeah (laughs) and they just say no this is the 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 results are what we say they are yeah and then you don't have free and fair elections anymore Mm -hmm. it's really really wild it is wild so good. And that's, that's America's future. And they're not just doing this in Georgia also. Like oh, yeah. there have already been bills like this in Arizona and in Michigan, a bunch of other places around the country. Florida. Yeah, Idaho's on board. There's all the, like basically any place that has like a Republican majority or supermajority and a Republican governor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's really wild. And here's the deal, like these things are already law in all of these places, which is why we have to mm-hmm. pass at a federal level Voting the Voting Standards, the For the People Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have federalized voting standards, so individual states can't subvert democracy. Right.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. That, and that's the federal. That's a federal uh, situation. That's a bill that the House has passed yep. and that the Senate is now considering. Uh, uh, what's his name? Chuck Schumer, the Speaker of. Uh, that's Speaker. The the.
1: He's the leader.
0: The majority leader of the Senate has said that they're going to be bringing that bill up for a vote in the Senate in June. Yep. And right now, that kind of a bill in Congress requires a 60-vote majority to pass. They're not going to get that. No. And, and the Democrats are going to have to change the filibuster rule in the Senate to pass that bill. Uh, I,
1: I, I, it's wild, people, because right now there's minority rule in the Senate. There is. Here's a great example of this. They took a vote on something last week. The January 6th Commission. Yeah, the January 6th Commission. And it, got, and it got passed 55 to 34. F-
0: 54 to 35. 54 to 35,
1: yeah. right? So like almost two to one, it was the vote on this thing and- It failed. It failed because now you have to have a 60 vote like minimum to um, pass a bill. And that's insane. To pass this kind of
0: bill. Yeah. And, and let's make sh- let's make sure to note that this rule, the 60 vote threshold is not in the constitution. No. It's a rule that the Senate made up for themselves- many decades ago, um, and which has been abused by minority parties to withhold the passage of popular bills, bills that are popular not only with the majority of senators, but also with the majority of American people. Yeah. And and it's been mostly used, I mean, like blatantly used specifically to thwart like civil rights legislation. Yep.
1: and also voting rights legislation. Mm-hmm. Like this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened.
0: Right, and, and and let's also be clear, uh, to pass, like, financial-related bills related to the budget of things, you, can, you only need a 50-vote uh, 50, 50 majority. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell made that happen because they're concerned about those issues. It's just, it's all twisted. It's all twisted on the things that matter, like, essential voting rights and essential voting standards to keep our democracy in place. Yeah. Uh, we, they're going to have to eliminate this rule to pass that bill, or else we're toast. Yeah. <laughs> just... Bye-bye, American democracy. Yeah. (laughs) So this is in the good news section.
1: (laughs) Well, the good (laughs) good news is that uh, the Democrats in the Texas legislature modeled the kind of behavior that we need everywhere, but specifically in Mm. Washington, Mm D.C. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so Very what's in cool. your good news machine?
0: Well, my good news machine is one of those that's like, uh, it's good news within a really bad story. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, it's similar to yours. Um, but that is that here in Tacoma, um, uh, the, I'm going to set up the, the backstory here. Last year, right around this time, is when all of the, the nationwide protests had were really revving up uh uh, over the murder of George Floyd, right, mm-hmm. and it was during that that period of time that uh, a very similar uh, murder of a man in Tacoma came to light. Like it, where we live, where we live. just down the street from us. We had not heard anything about this, but it happened in March of 2020. So it yeah. happened a few months before George Floyd and all the you know the stuff, the press and the protests around that. Um, but a very similar situation in which this man manuel ellis manny ellis yeah. as his family called him um was killed by police uh some, his last words were "Can't breathe, sir," because mm. he was being knelt upon on his neck and his uh, upper torso, and he he he, he was asphy- asphyxiated. Yeah. You know, on the cement in a street where he was pulled over by pulled over, and I mean he, he was wasn't walking. pulled over. He, he, was, was, walking. he, he was, was walking. He was walking. He was He was assaulted
1: by the police. They, yeah. they picked a fight with him and killed him.
0: Well, here's the thing. The wild thing about that is, even at the time when this first came out, like, oh my God, there was a similar situation here in Tacoma to the George Floyd stuff when the f- stories first started coming out, you know, of course there was good, there was an investigation, right? Well, the investigation, there always has to be some level of an investigation when there's a police-involved uh, death. Yeah. Um, but the people who investigated it at, at the beginning, uh, I think it was the, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department investigated, it was a Tacoma Police Department action, but the, the, the Pierce County Sheriff investigated. Right. And as it turns out now, like now that like there's been more investigations by higher up agencies, mm-hmm. they, not, they, they didn't just botch the investigation. They just, they threw it. Yeah. Like they did not care to actually get well, the there was truth. A,
1: there was a sheriff's deputy on the scene participating in this and they didn't really mention that when they went to investigate this. Right, <laughs> right. Like it was seriously
0: corrupt. It yeah. was a corrupt investigation. It was beyond
1: conflicted to corrupt.
0: And so the news that we were getting about it a year ago was just, it was really hard to parse. Like, you know, they were saying at the time that Manuel Ellis was the aggressor in the situation yeah. and the police had to
1: restrain him. And they were like doing character assassination, but really like devious because he was living in a halfway house. He was Sober living. Sober living, like he was on a sobriety journey, you right. know? But like what he was getting sober from was methamphetamine. And so mm-hmm. of course they talked about him being a meth addict and being violent and aggressive. Right. That whole like racist right. super. Predator on drugs yes. trope that gets applied to young black men. Totally. Of course, you need 10 cops because, like, he's a black man and he's got superpowers. And <laughs> right. That whole thing.
0: Totally. So, fast forward um, over the last many months and, and, and I have to say, uh, at the time that these initial investigations were happening, it was Manny's sister who was like, no, this doesn't smell right. And yeah. she started doing her own work yeah. to try to find other eyewitnesses. And really, the result that I'm about to share with you now is, in large part, credit is due to Manuel Ellis's sister who, was, who did not... Uh, Accept the botched, not even botched, the, the corrupt investigations that were happening at the beginning. She It wasn't an she, investigation, it was a cover up. Yeah. Because she pushed and kept pushing and kept pushing and kept searching and found other eyewitnesses that had video. Yep. There were video evidence this investigation got turned over to the state attorney general's office. The the state attorney general, Bob Ferguson, uh, at the direction of our governor, took over this investigation, and they just released their findings this last week, and they found that the initial investigations were completely corrupt, Mm -hmm. uh, completely uh, misrepresented what happened in this case, in which case, what actually happened was that Manuel Ellis was assaulted by police attacked and assaulted by police. He was not the aggressor. No. Um, he pled for his life. He pled to the officers that he couldn't breathe. They denied his, I mean, I mean they killed him on the street. He, yeah. he, he died. Um, and three officers were charged. Two of them um, were charged with- this uh, week yeah they were they were all charged this week and arrested and um, they two of them were charged with uh with a, a second second degree
1: second degree murder, murder and then one was charged with a, a manslaughter, a manslaughter charge, of charge of some kind yeah.
0: yeah and there were other officers that were involved but i think that that what they came what they came away with with their investigation uh an actual thorough investigation was that these three officers, the, the, these, are, these are cases that they can actually bring and feel they can prove in a court of law that yeah. they committed murder. Yeah. Um, and check this out. These three arrests now double the number of arrests made of police officers who uh, took the life of a civilian Um over the last forty years in Washington State, so,
1: so basically over the la- as long as you and I have been alive, like the whole other, like that whole chunk of time, three cops have been arrested, and then this last week, three cops were arrested.
0: Yes, <laughs> and it's not that there haven't been other people that have died at the hands of of police officers. No, that it happens lot. routinely. Yeah, but these but this these three arrests this week doubled the number of people who are actually being held accountable in a serious way for their actions. It's a good start. Yeah, so that it's good news, and it's good news in the middle of a really horrible story. Emmanuel yeah. Ellis shouldn't be dead today. Emmanuel Ellis should be a year and a few months further into his sobriety journey. He should yeah. have been able to go home that night uh, from the mini mart where he was walking home and enjoy his raspberry filled donuts that he had just bought from the mini mart. You know, like
1: I can his- tell you, when you're getting sober, having done methamphetamine, you need sweets.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, it's it's just like his family should be you know, barbecuing with him this weekend. And like, you know, this never should have happened. Justice won't happen for Manuel Ellis. Yeah. But hopefully this is a move toward actual accountability, uh, which we need a whole heck of a lot more of. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, your your item last week, your good news (laughs) item, was that Washington just passed some new laws to Mm -hmm. tighten up accountability. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm seeing the beginnings of a new trend line here. I feel very, very hopeful.
0: (sighs) I, I, I... Would like to say that I'm feeling hopeful. I'm I'm beginning to allow myself a little bit of hope on the front. Maybe I should. Yeah. Is what I should say? Uh, there's still so much work to be done.
1: Yep. But I want to contrast, by the way. Okay. Uh, the difference. So you know, the, these three officers from Tacoma Police Department were charged last week, mm-hmm. and so of course the police department released a statement, oh, and the gosh. police union released a statement. Oh man. And I want to contrast them. Okay. Because there's a huge contrast there. Okay. So here is what the uh police union said, I'll start with a garbage one first, okay? okay? The police union had to say, we are disappointed that facts were ignored in favor of what appears to be a politically motivated witch hunt. We look forward to trial. Who does uh, that sound like? Yeah, right. And I, <laughs> I don't need to read the rest of, of this. It, it talks about these fine public servants sacrificed at the altar of public sentiment, blah, 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 uh, blah, huh. blah. Barf, you know what I mean? Total barf. Uh, just really, really disappointing. The police department statement was so much better. Was it? I haven't read it. It was really, really good. Let's Uh, hear it. uh, And I'm not going to read all because it's longer. Uh, But they they start by saying, today the AG's office has filed charges, blah, blah, blah. We recognize this decision will not lessen the pain our community is feeling. Conversations and actions regarding police reform are as important as ever. We realize we must reduce outcomes that cause pain and diminish trust within our community. We are committed to upholding Mm -hmm. accountability of individual officers who violate their oath to protect and serve. TPD will now start its own internal review of the actions of the officers involved in this incident. Based on that investigation, we will make further determination regarding any disciplinary actions, policy, or training changes that may occur based on the findings. We will issue notice of investigation to officers involved in the incident. This will also include determining the departmental status of the involved officers in accordance with departmental policies and procedures, contractual obligations, and following due process. In alignment with our commitment to transparency and transformation, we will provide regular updates regarding our internal investigation.
0: Well, that sounds like a that sounds good. It's so much better. <laughs> yeah. And
1: here's the thing: like, will the reality be even as good as what they say? Who knows? Right. But it's great that they, at very minimum, understand that like this moment calls for a different approach and a different tone. Uh, here's hoping. That's thing. great. That's yeah. that's something. Yeah. That is not nothing.
0: Right. Well, and it's 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 a weird twist, and this is this is brought to mind when you were reading that uh that statement. Even though these officers have been Uh, charged, arrested, and actually someone posted bail for them, so they're free again. But they're going to be tried for murder, uh, two of them in manslaughter, the third. Uh, Even though they've been charged with this crime, they still remain... Tacoma police officers. Like they're still on they're still technically officers. But the fact that the Tacoma Police Department now cannot, in their own internal investigation about their about the status of employment of these people, (laughs) they cannot ignore, obviously, the results of the Attorney General's investigation and that resulted in these charges. Like that they can't this cannot be swept under the rug. This is not going to be one of those scenarios where Uh, the the bad apple officers, I'm putting that in scare quotes. Yes, big scare quotes. You know, it can just, you know, move on to another police position in a different, a different department and pretend like it never happened. You yeah. know, like that's not going to be the case here. They can't ignore the fact that these guys are going to be facing trial yeah. for murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but 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 even so, even though like they can't, like they, their hand is sort of forced. They have to. They have to actually look at the evidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Um, they can't sweep it under the rug. Their their approach does seem. I appreciated that they led with the pain of the community.
1: Yes, I did too. You know, like that. Very that's much.
0: a yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be a, a department that protects and serves, then that should be your first, your first thought all the time. Yeah. Is the is the community, and and not just the community that is white and wealthy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I read the most interesting thing yesterday uh, somewhere online. I mean, probably Twitter. Who knows. But it was around the idea that everything that a police department says publicly serves sort of as a recruitment advertisement, right? Mm. To like that will attract people to become cops. Interesting. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And contrasting these two statements, it's like. Mm. The statement from the union and the statement from TPD Mm -hmm. attracting two, they would would appeal to two completely different types of people. True, yeah. Like one would appeal, the Tacoma Union thing is going to appeal to like Trumpy white supremacist types. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like authoritarian fascist types. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the one from TPD, the tone, just the tone is so completely different as Mm -hmm. to, it would completely turn off those Mm -hmm. types. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's- Even that is like a really big deal Mm. because like they're constantly having to hire new freshman classes, right? Like they're constantly like refreshing their force. People retire out, people pension out and they Mm -hmm. they need to bring new people on. Well, what's the character of the new people Mm -hmm. gonna be? And like so much of that seems to me would just have to be like influenced Mm -hmm. just by the tone from the top down in the department. Mm -hmm. So even at that level, it's really encouraging to me. If we can just normalize the idea that there's accountability Mm. and that there is actually right and wrong Mm -hmm. and that cops actually do need to be and can be held to standards of of right and wrong. Right. Like, that's a big deal. That will attract a better level of person because it won't be attracting people Mm. who are like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want and I know I'll get away with it types, right? right? Mm -hmm. Instead, it'll be attracting people who are like, who maybe actually want to protect and serve. That's
0: a really interesting point. I had not thought about that before. But yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Maybe. Cool. Well, Fingers you know, crossed. that's the good news machine. Sometimes the good news is wrapped up in a shit sandwich, but you know.
1: Yeah, sometimes the good news just has a little asterisk by it that we have to talk about for 25 minutes and that's just the way it is. Yeah, but yeah. we'll
0: take the good news. Yeah. We'll take the, we'll take the chewy good news center We're in, take in a the shit w. sandwich.
1: <laughs> Ew, Shannon. I know, it's disgusting. Because actually the chewy... Center okay, it no, actually is a no, shit.
0: No, 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 no. Okay, moving on. Okay, moving on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's our experience been this last week? Oh
0: man, we we you know we had a with a big last week. Yeah. We we wrapped up um, the 202101 album. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about that last song after the break. Very excited. Uh, but also, we timed the end of that 202101 project to coincide with a 10-day long It's Not About Us fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, in which we got to highlight the 10 artists that appeared on the remix album that we put out Which,
1: by the way, people, you can uh, you can get to by going to misfitstars.com slash remix album. That's misfitstars.com slash remix album. Anyway. Yeah,
0: um, and that was really fun to get to highlight a new artist every day yes. um, and, and listen to their remix on our our nightly Facebook telethon broadcast uh, which So much energy. it's It requires so much energy. Oh my gosh. To do it was also really fun. And we had a great time doing it. I mean, like, yep. I honestly think you killed Jamie Oki. Like ah. it was the best year yet of Jamie Oki. <laughs> I don't even know why, but like it was just, it just was Mwah, chef's kiss. Love
1: it. Love um, it. I had a good time doing it.
0: But we raised money this year, not for ourselves nope. in any way. We raised money for our friend, Michelle Vanderpoel, who yeah. uh, is about to begin. Uh, she's actually started the beginning processes of, of this stem cell therapy. Therapy, the stem cell treatment for uh, it's a transplant. It's a, it's an autologous transplant. They they took stem cells from her own body, and they will be putting those back into her body to rebuild her immune system after they nuke her with chemo in a couple of weeks yeah. uh, to uh, battle uh, multiple myeloma.
1: So that term is autologous, and it's a from me to me <laughs> transplant. Transplant, yeah. yeah,
0: which I love. But it's a it's a massive treatment. Um, she has uh, some. She's, you know, facing some major out-of-pocket costs, even though she's got great insurance. Um, and our community—do you want to give the total number?
1: Uh, I would love to. <laughs> we raised people. Wait, wait, wait,
0: actually, before you do that, what we set out on this fundraiser. To, we thought, okay, well, we're not raising money for us. We're asking money for somebody else. And you know, we're, it's it's a, the pandemic's still happening. There are a lot of people who are still financially like struggling. Like, let's, you know, let's let's. Peg our aim for this fundraiser at five thousand dollars. We yeah. think we can raise five grand. That's what we're hoping for. We,
1: we've raised more than that in fundraisers, but like we yeah. just weren't sure what the dynamic would be yeah. exactly. We just we and we wanted to be kind of conservative. We didn't want to shoot for something big and then kind of like fail because that's bad storytelling.
0: Yeah, well, it it is. And also, we didn't have big gifts to, we had, you know, we're offering people, you know, copies of our new albums, but we didn't have like lots of big things to offer in return. It was just really mostly an ask to be part of this effort with us, you know? Uh, So... We aimed way too low. It turns yeah. out.
1: What was our total, Jamie? Twelve thousand four hundred and sixty dollars. Holy moly! It's such a big deal. It's, it's really really, really cool. cool. And I want to read what Michelle had to write about uh, oh. about the fundraiser uh, today. Great. She wrote this on her caring bridge, and she has shared her caring bridge. Uh, you know, publicly, so I feel comfortable reading this, and it's not personal information. But she says, financially, I'm. and by the way, if you don't know what a Bridge is, Caring Bridge is like this website that's for, like, it's just, you can set up your own page on it to let friends and family keep in touch with you. You just update the site, and it's like a journal, and everyone gets notified, so you don't have to tell 50 different people how you're doing with your cancer treatments. You just post here, and it goes out. Um... Anyway, she says, financially, I'm feeling relieved. Shannon and Jamie's community raised over $12,000 for me during the telethon. Between that, GoFundMe contributions and a couple of private donations, I'm still a bit short of what I think things will cost ultimately, but not by so much that closing that gap will be impossible for me to manage. Most importantly, I'll be able to get through the worst of this, which is the next three to four months, without having to think about whether I can pay the bills and purchase the items and services I need for the unemployed per- portion of my recovery. That's so cool. That's so meaningful. Oh my gosh. I mean, mission accomplished people, mm-hmm. you did this. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people who listen to this podcast pitched into this fundraiser. I just wanted you to hear those words mm-hmm. because that's the thing that Shannon and I were trying to get at that feeling of relief. That feeling that she doesn't have to worry or even think about whether she can pay these bills. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! She
0: can just focus her energy on her healing and recovery and getting through. That, that's the that's what she should be focusing on right now. It's not
1: such a big deal. It is
0: is such a big deal, and she still has. You know, it's it's going to be a big mountain for her to climb. She's she's facing a lot of stuff over these next couple of months. The fact that the money question is not going to be a worry is huge. Yeah. That's huge. So, so thanks, thank people. you yeah. for everybody who contributed. You just blew us away with mm. your generosity. <laughs> um, every every night of the telethon telethon was really fun too. You all who you know popped on and and. And figured out our, our, we have a new word now associated with Jamie Yoki called jukeboxing, <laughs> which is if you are planning to give a larger dollar amount, you break it up into smaller dollar amounts so you get multiple Jamie Yokey requests. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, and it's, it's, it's great. I love how you all embraced that. Uh, we had one member of our Misfit Stars community pop on one night and offer a matching challenge. Oh my God. She came in and said, hey, everyone who donates between now and 8 p.m., I'm going to match your donation, which just made us a- you know, gave us a huge lift that day. Oh my gosh.
1: We had like a nearly $2,000 day that day. Yeah. Because Because of the matching. Because of the matching.
0: Because the the matching itself is is a big addition, but also the matching offer propels people to be like, yeah, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my donation in. I'm going to, you know, because it's going to go twice as far.
1: Yeah. It's so great. It's really, really, really cool. (sighs) The whole thing just went way better. It's funny. Like in the back of my mind, like, I knew that we needed to start conservatively, and you and I talked that through. Yeah. We Start with that $5,000 original, quote-unquote, top level, uh-huh. you know. It's always good, people, if you're doing fundraising. you got to have, like, a, an easily achievable, or at least a definitely achievable first thing. Yeah. Because then the storytelling sort of writes itself from there yeah, in there yeah. on you know. Uh, but, you know, I had in my mind this idea, just this abstract idea, and I never said it to Shannon until we actually did it, but I <laughs> wanted to raise a fifth, I really did. I wanted to raise, like, I just want to see if we could raise 20% of what she needed. Just abstractly, there's no reason. There's no reason, right. like, that that would be better or worse than 25 or 15. I mean, right. it just that number just somehow was in my head. Also, I, I didn't even want to say it because 12000 bucks is a whole hell of a lot of money to ask people to give someone who isn't us. Right. That whole part of the dynamic we, yeah. was an, a big unknown for us, yeah. you know? Like, we're really good these days at doing fundraisers. And, you know, if we're asking our people to support... Us, that makes sense. It's It's just a direct correlation. Yeah. But like asking them to trust us to aggregate money to support somebody else who they don't even necessarily know is a completely different dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I I didn't think we could necessarily do it, but I thought it would be real cool if we did. And then we did.
0: I know. Well, yeah, because her projected out-of-pocket costs were about 60 grand. Yeah. So we raised a little bit over a fifth of what she needed, which, you know... Way to go, community. You guys are, you amaze me. Yeah. Thank you so much. And it it means a lot to us. Um, Michelle's a very important person to us. And and so, just deepest
1: thanks from us to you for helping us help her. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think? Take a break and then come back and dive into this last new song? That sounds great. All right. See you soon. Back in a sec. Let's get into it. We have the last new song from 202101. Wow. A day I never thought would come. <laughs> there was a point in the middle of this project where it felt like this project was all I had ever known and all I ever would know. Yeah,
0: I know what you mean. Yeah. It, it just
1: was... created its own immersive world.
0: Which in one sense was awesome. Like, I would do it again. I would, I would too,
1: actually. But I might like add a day or two. Even if we just added one day to the cycle, if it were like one song every 11 days... Instead right. of every ten, it would feel maybe a lot more doable. We were on the edge of doable with ten days.
0: Yeah. One yeah. would really pay. There are a couple out. of factors, like maybe breaking it into two parts. Yeah. Like with a break in the middle mm. would help, or adding a day. Yeah, there are some things, some tweaks that I think we we can learn from this last
1: experience. I would for sure serialize a record though.
0: Oh, I loved the process of that. I loved yeah. that. Like I you know, and that's an innovation, honestly, that um this last year sort of uh, sort of like uh, enriched the soils for you know what I mean sure. like like I I we would we wouldn't have considered doing a serialized release of an, a new album like this had we not been sort of two things, forced into rethinking how we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And second, having the support, the monthly support of our Misfit Stars community Mm -hmm. to support the idea of doing things differently. Like we really, before pre-2020, we were sort of very much married to a model that we had figured out and that worked for us. And like, there wasn't really any room or space to deviate from that. Like we had to kind of stay on that wheel in order to, to keep... You know, earning a living and, you know, yeah. and moving forward. 2020 really threw a wrench in all of that. And our community really came around us in a way that enabled us to, to not just die, <laughs> but also to, to, to thrive, to figure out new ways to do what we do. Yeah. Um, and that this, this new approach, you know, is, is made possible because of that. And I'm really grateful for that. And I, and I like, I love the idea of thinking about doing this again yeah, in the me future. Too. You know, uh, very, very cool. So shall we talk about before slash after?
1: Yeah, I think we should.
0: Okay, so here's uh, here's a little preamble and then we'll play it for you and then we'll talk about it. Uh, here we are. It's the last song of the 2020 101 project. Woo. Back when we began this project, when I was organizing the themes that emerged from the stories we collected from people's experience of the year 2020, I decided that this theme might be a good one to end with. And I'm so glad I did because... As I worked through the material for this song and in the process of writing it, I found it to be a healing, helpful theme for me in my own life. And I hope it is for you too.
1: There were more entries in our notes about this theme than any other in our story collection. It was clearly a very big thread running through people's experience of 2020. Over and over again, we read what people shared with us about how the events of 2020 conspired to bring them to a realization that something akin to a total personal transformation was required in their lives. A change in perspective, a need to slow down, a focus on the question, what really matters? Mm. A commitment to self, a commitment to the relationships that matter most, going deeper, a reckoning, an active pursuit of healing.
0: Somewhere in the exploration of these imperatives, people shared how they had a realization that the way they'd been doing things living on autopilot, maintaining the status quo, never pushing their wheels out of well-worn ruts, just wasn't working for them anymore. In fact, they came to an understanding that old ways likely hadn't been working for them for a while. Mm. But with the world and their lives suddenly interrupted by the historic events of the time, that jarring stop was like an earthquake rattling the house, calling attention to the fact that some fundamental things had to
1: change. Letting go of busyness, of old patterns that no longer served them, of unhealthy habits, of self-judgment.
0: Of fear, of people-pleasing, of material possessions, of manicuring their image for social
1: media. Of unhealthy relationships, of connections to people who harmed their well-being, of anger, of old beliefs that had held them back for too long.
0: Letting go so that they could make room for taking back their own power physical and emotional healing, an understanding that they
1: are enough. Vitality in their bodies and minds, grace for themselves and others, a life that they enjoy, time for themselves. Introspection,
0: learning about themselves, following their curiosity and daring to try new things, deeper connection with loved ones, delving into spirituality.
1: Calm, peace, and gratitude, listening to their own instincts, fulfillment in their work, sobriety.
0: Enjoying simple things, establishing healthy boundaries.
1: Self-love, well-being, abundance, hope, transformation.
0: And I imagine that world history might record 2020 with its global pandemic, its loss and grief on a mass scale, its social justice uprisings and political instability as a year that formed the fulcrum between what was before and what came after. But in absorbing people's telling of their individual experience of this time, it's apparent that many humans' memory of the year 2020 may also be a very personal story of who they were before and who they became
1: after. And maybe this phenomenon around the globe, people facing some kind of an individual reckoning almost simultaneously with potentially billions of others will be a sustaining impulse for us, citizens of planet Earth, to establish ourselves on a path toward collectively creating an after that serves us all. So long before, here's to a better after.
2: Well, I guess this is it then I've come to the part where I let go Because going on from here Requires a lighter load I thought that I needed This to be what I'm supposed to be But I have changed my mind In fact, it's changing everything
0: i
1: That's it, people. I love that song, Shannon. Thanks. Yeah, I think you wrote a really, really great song.
0: I appreciate that. Thank it's, you. It's moving to me. Awesome.
1: Yeah. That's... I, get a little, I get a little choked up at the last line a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I know what you mean. I mean, like, I, I've done a lot of, I've, I've read a lot of different kinds of artists who, um, different kinds of writers, people who write songs, people who write, other things that aren't songs, mm-hmm. <laughs> stories or whatever, and a, like folks often refer to themselves as being like a conduit. Yeah. You know, and this is one of those. This is one of those songs that feels like that to me because I have a similar emotional reaction, mm. and I don't know that that would really be possible to have that kind of an emotional reaction. For something that I did myself, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I did do it. Like, I and I, obviously, I put in the work, right? Like, I I, yeah. I showed up, I wrote the song, but it, but the the impact of it emotionally for me, I have that sort of like like kind of like choking up a little bit mm-hmm. feeling, and that's I'm not saying that to like pat myself on the back. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that like there's a deeper truth here that that came out in this song mm-hmm. that doesn't really have anything to do with me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that I feel when I listen back to it. And, you know, part of that, honestly, I think comes from the fact that the song came out of other people's stories too, you know, and I've had, I've had this own, this experience for myself as well Mm -hmm. and I can relate, you know, and and there's something really powerful in that, you know, when we, when we see each other in, in our stories, you know, but, you know, as I read through people's Stuff, you know, like the, the spoken word parts in this song that happened during the bridge, you know, those are direct quotes from what people shared with me in our mm-hmm. story collection. You know, that's not stuff that I just, that I wrote to throw in there. Those are, those are real people's words, real people who aren't me, yeah. <laughs> you know. And, and I think that that's maybe part of what the, where the power comes from for me is just hearing other people say things like, I'm giving up people pleasing yeah. I'm saying goodbye to old patterns that don't serve me anymore. Mm-hmm. What do I have to lose? Only that which needs to be let go. Like I love when I hear people say that, those things, and I, hear, and I hear that they're feeling empowered in their lives to make a fundamental change that has the power to potentially really change things going forward.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That excites me. You know, it excites me to see other people embracing their own power in that way. And it gives me courage to look at the things in my life that I could change in similar ways. So what you know? have those
1: things been for you? What was your revelation?
0: Over this last year? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a left field question that I wasn't prepared for. It shouldn't be. It's directly
1: on topic. No, I
0: know it is. But like, <laughs> i it's one thing to talk about like an observation of other people's stories, you know? And Do you have if, anything?
1: It's okay if you don't yet, but is there anything you have?
0: No, I, you know, um, off the top of my head, I, uh, I feel like my relationship to social media is has changed over the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that one person who said I'm actually the way that she the way that someone f- uh phrased it in the story collection was I'm breaking up with what I look like on social media. Mm. <laughs> and I loved how that looks. You know, I I feel like um there's a lot of pressure in in our society and a lot of pressure I think also for people who uh, our creators in our society to like present a certain image, mm-hmm. you know, and I frankly don't have the energy for that, and I, and I don't necessarily think it serves me either, yeah, you know, and not that that's been my mo for, you know, I, I I've I've been a person who strives for authenticity for a long, long time, but I think it just got I got to a deeper level on that this last year, yeah, you know, um, just a, a new relationship with with my online life, yeah, you know. Um, I'm gonna have to think about this more. Do you have anything? Well, on this front?
1: again, like you uh, not fully formed action plans, mm-hmm. but for sure,, uh, I had a couple realizations, mm. um, one of which just you know prompted by kind of the changing way in which our community is supporting what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the removal of transactionality mm-hmm. from like our the various parts of our work lives. Mm-hmm has been really inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, th- uh, I've had this ability, you know, sort of funded by our community in sort of a part-time way mm-hmm. to just take part of my time and give it for free to other people. Yeah. To other artists. Yeah. And so as a result, over this last year, I've just developed like a few really, really meaningful, deep, long-term interactive relationships with mm-hmm. these other yeah. artists who I'm just like teaching how to be better engineers, mixers, whatever mm-hmm. it is, empowering them with technical skills. Like yeah. in each case, these people are very talented musicians, have great musical ideas, but they just need to learn how to, to use EQ and compression. there's all the right. technical stuff that you would just like go to school for in mm-hmm. another world or whatever, right, you know, they, right. need, they need schooling. Right. Uh, and through that, I've just been able to like, just develop these amazing relationships and really like they're, Untethered from commerce and the weird demands and expectations that places around time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like I'm just able to invest. I'm right. able to invest time as I see fit. Because people, our community, have invested in you. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's been really inspiring. Uh, and I'm looking forward to developing that more. Mm. Um, also, like I need, I've, I've really realized that I, I need to be better. I mean, it would be impossible for me to be worse at protecting my time, mm, mm. Uh, like my personal time. Mm. Um, you're better at that than I am. You're good at just like shutting down when you need to shut down, and like mm-hmm. uh, even over this last hundred and one day album project, you definitely like every so often just spend a few days on the couch because you need to do that, and that was great. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not that good at that, uh, and I have really recognized that I need to get better. If I, like I'm, I'm resilient, and I can work for really, really long sustained periods of time and I'm good at that and Mm -hmm. I can do it and I can feel good about it and I have an exercise routine and I eat healthily and like I can do it in a way that doesn't feel bad but also I just miss out on other parts of life and that's a part that I'm becoming more cognizant of. Mm. Like even if you're working for yourself, it's possible to totally miss out on life. Yeah. You know? And I really feel like I have been. Even just like putting my brain in a different place. Yes. Even if I don't leave the house. Yes. You know what I mean? Um... And so I've just been kind of refocused on the idea that I need to get better at that. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like for me, but yeah. it's something I'm thinking about and that yeah. feels like at least a productive start.
0: Yeah. Well, so while you were talking, it, it bought me some time to think more about mm. my my list of things from this last year too. I think another thing for me um, is that I, 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 I've gotten a lot more clear on which relationships in my life are... Um, meaningful enough to me to invest my mm-hmm. time in um you know like <sighs> there are some relationships that that have maybe felt more like obligations sure and not and not relationships with people that actually um feed my soul <laughs> yeah and that's not to say that like that all the relationships that a person has in their life ought to be like some net positive for you <laughs> you know because there are some relationships there well no there are some relationships that it's it's okay to be more of a giver you know sure' like that's yes that's, like that's, yes, that's right that's totally fine but like that's still a net positive
1: if you come at it from like yeah. a sobriety framework that's straight 12-step
0: totally and so I guess what I'm talking about is like there are some relationships with some people that uh where I noticed that the, when I when I invested time in them I came away feeling um
1: like depleted. Angry, oh.
0: <laughs> or depressed, mm-hmm. or just yeah, like like, and I and I don't and I don't see how those how those relationships fundamentally change that that you know like and so like, like
1: maybe they have some kind of internal unwellness that 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 rubs off on you or that tarnishes the interaction or what is yeah like that.
0: And, and some frankly most often it has to do with their worldview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if they're if they're engaged in the world in a way that I, is just like so batshit, like I don't know that I, I like I I come away from the interactions and I, in trying to invest in those relationships I feel I feel less good,
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> you know. And so I've come to the realization that maybe it's okay to to let go of some of those relationships, right? You know, and not and that's not to say like writing them off forever, but just not. Walking toward them quite as much as I maybe sure. have in the past, sure. and instead using that energy to walk toward relationships that do have the potential for healthy growth mm-hmm. and that do feed my soul. Yeah, you know, um, and that's that's a hard that's a hard one. It's a hard that's been a hard realization for me, but like when you get when you when you experience a time like we all did in 2020 and the a lot of people are still experiencing now you know it's not like that a lot of the strife from 2020 is completely in the past Mm-mm. but you know when you go through a time like this you know i just i just remember like last was it september being stuck in our house because there were wildfires ravaging the west and we couldn't go outside
1: cuz we and, might inhale particles we, and get a blood clot and die
0: yeah cuz the, the, the air was that unhealthy and also the pandemic was raging and like we were facing, you know, <laughs> uh, was it maybe the third wave at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and-
1: We were kind of between the second and the third wave. Yeah, but it was bad.
0: It was bad. Things yeah. were bad. There, you know, there had been a summer of, of protesting, which was so necessary and we participated and that was great. I'm so glad, we, you know, like I'm glad that happened, but there's amped up tension because of that and all the, you know, the, the response from- Authorities was depressing as hell. You know, terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Um,
1: there was the ramp up to the election. Was the ramp- that was scary. Yeah.
0: So I remember. I remember the month of September. I was depleted. Yeah. Like with all of those factors, you know, and and and, and we were lucky in so many ways because we were stable financially, mm-hmm. in large part because of our community. Yep. So we weren't facing like you know, massive financial hardship no. on top of all that, which a lot of people were, yeah. you know. But that month I like I was at the bottom of my reserves. Yeah. And I think when you get to a place like that, it becomes pretty clear what you have the space for and what you don't totally. anymore. You know? Yeah. Like stuff doesn't slide under the door crack anymore. Like that doesn't belong in in the room of my headspace. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like you just So I think that that you know that those those realizations were made sort of in a desperate moment or a desperate time, Mm -hmm. but also I think they have the possibility of being really good for me in the after. Yeah, right. Also, you know, because like and you know going to back to the sort of metaphor of this song, you know, letting go of things in order to make room for other things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think in that sense, you know, I I'm. I'm eager to see what what things we're making room for, you know, in our in our individual lives. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm also eager to see what we might be making room for as as a society as we realize the things that weren't working that we want to let stay in the in the past as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What what are we making room for? What possibilities are we making room for in the future?
1: Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I also hope that the people who are caretaking our democracy at the federal level do so in a way that's going to enable us to actually have a chance at making any of those widely shared societal level dreams come true. We'll see. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: Um, Just as a sort of like sum up on this project, uh, thank you for your, first of all, your creative ideas. Who, me? Yes, you, Jamie. Oh, Like when we were first birthing this idea, like okay, we're gonna we we knew we were gonna do a pandemic album, and then that trend that 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 morphed into a 2020 album Mm because there were more things we needed to talk about. Um, And we started collecting the stories at the end of the year. Still, weren't really sure what we were gonna do with them and how we were gonna do what we do. And I and I think I brought up to you like the idea of maybe doing them in a serialized way, Mm -hmm. like you know one at a time, and then you're like. That sounds great. And also, what if we did it one every 10 days and it's a 101-day project and at the end of it, it's kind of like a college-level primer course on, on 2020. 2020-101, like you would
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: take an overview course of, of something. And that was just really inspiring. It really put the whole thing just, you know... I packaged it really neatly and I, I loved that. But also thank you for your just consistent, you know, work and creative ideas and, and willingness to just dive in. I mean, you would get these songs and like, you'd have like three or four days, maybe, maybe occasionally you had five days. One time, yeah. To like pull them together. And that's not a very long period of time no. to be with a song and and figure out what it wants to be and then execute it. But you totally like eleven times you dove right back in, even though that's a really hard thing to do. Oh thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. It was really fun working on this with you. Yes, it was. Like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I had a good
0: time too. Yeah.
1: It was great. Yeah. I'm sad. I mean, we need a break. But also, like, we've been on a really good groove and a really good pace. Yeah. Oh, I'm already eager for the next one. I'm also eager for it not to be now. But yeah. I'm excited, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, whatever the next one is is going to be rad. Mm-hmm. So, it see. is.
0: And also, this one's not... This, the, the main part of this project is done, the big push. But we have uh, more that we're going to be doing with this project and in, in releasing it in full uh later this year. So we're going to be spending the summer months uh uh sort of getting prepared for that. Um and I don't know when we're going to actually talk about that, but I feel like maybe today's not the day. Today's, nope. today's the day for celebrating and and saying thank you 2021 and 1 and saying thank you Miss Stars, for supporting us through this project and we'll announce the next bit of it Later. Later.
1: At some point, <laughs> TBD in the future. Yeah. So, yeah, people, if you are uh, one of the people listening who wants to be supportive of what we do, please go to misfitstars.com slash support. If you're one of the people listening who wants to see all the stories we've collected so far around this uh, album project, just go to 2020101.net and browse and explore. I've connected the material in a lot of different ways, mm. so it's possible just to kind of dive down any story and just use that as a rabbit hole to get to other stories mm-hmm. it's it's neat people it share some neat. cool stuff for the most the, the the next to last song song 10 something out of nothing uh, we asked people to share stuff that they had created first of all if you would like to share with us something you created in 2020 please do mm-hmm. uh but the whole bunch of other people did so like drilling down those stories especially is wonderful there's all these photos of stuff people made there's like embedded players wherever I could find of people who made music Uh awesome oh it's really nifty like you can go on a full on audio visual journey there it's super super cool please uh, contribute stories if you have them Uh, for each of the stories uh, at 2020101.net if you click on the song drill down on its page at the bottom right uh, above the story section Mm -hmm. you'll see the story prompt and so if you have anything on any of them just send it to me we'll add I'll add stuff to any of the stories at any time and I have been Mm -hmm. so please contribute and I'll keep we'll keep upping this for a while because I feel like there's more stories out there that we haven't had a chance to grab and I want to grab them before they're gone from people's minds you know that's what we're doing here people it's a memory preservation project Mm -hmm. because it's really easy it's like sort of part of the way the human mind works after a big trauma one of the ways it can work if you're not careful about it is to memory hole it is to kind of Write it off after the fact, kind of ex post facto, as not being as bad as it was, (laughs) as not being as severe or as important or as significant as it was because yeah. you want to normalize stuff because like, your brain wants you not to have an outside-of-bounds experience. Your brain wants to protect you and make you feel like the stuff you've experienced in your life is normal. Yeah. And so it will go to extraordinary lengths to make that happen, i.e. it will normalize stuff in the past that was completely not normal at all. <laughs> right. And I think it's really important to remember times like this. Oh, yeah. That's why we've been doing this story collection project. So, you know, before these memories evaporate, we want to preserve as many of them as we can so we can go back you know, so we don't self gaslight a few years from now, you know? so we can go back and look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, no, this really was intense. Yeah. This is something that we need still to have in our collective memory." You
0: well, know? and also, I think one of the things that that telling stories does for you is like it does allow your mind to move on to like deal with your everyday needs and keep you on like yeah. a, you know a, a stable path. Yes, because you've shared the story. That it like y- y- your brain doesn't have to go back and back and back to the the hard stuff or the, you know because like, you have shared it it's logged yeah. you know what I mean like so in a way like sharing your story in this way I think uh, allows us to to move on with our lives yeah. <laughs> you know but also to have a touchstone back to oh yeah that's something that happened that was significant uh, here's the beginning points of of you know so many things that came after. It happened in this,
1: this, you know, crucible of a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, we're going to be back next week. We don't have any idea what we're going to be talking about. Mm -mm. We don't have any more album stuff to really do. Uh, We're going to be kind of back to... I don't know if we're going to be back to anything. We're going to be charting a new normal for the podcast. We'll have to figure out what that is. Ooh. Not quite sure.
0: Yeah, but now that we have time to actually think, we can start imagining what those new things might be.
1: Yeah. Have fun. Don't expect anything big from us, people. We're in downtime <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Y'all,
0: yeah. thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Um, we'll be back again next week. Uh, but until then, please uh, take good care of yourselves yeah. and be good to each other.
1: Yeah, we love you all. We'll see you soon. See you. Bye.